0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is July 19th. We are here to talk about AEW dynamite, but not just AEW dynamite, but blood and guts we saw the blackpool combat club versus the golden elite here today plus we got so much more to get into i cannot wait uh but before we get everything going i'm not alone here in fact i'm joined by righteous reg reg what how's it going
1: hey what's up denise uh very excited to be here a very impactful uh action-packed show of dynamite here tonight i think we got a lot to talk about a lot that I like, some things that I felt no care about. So yeah, I'm ready to get into it. I think, possibly.
0: Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> Am I back? <laughs> like I think okay, we're so ready to I didn't know. It. So hold on. I didn't know that if you disconnect your Nord VPN while you're live on a stream, that it's gonna stop everything. Yeah.
1: Yes. I was yes. just
0: trying to disconnect.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: sorry to everybody. You that disconnected. was my fault. It worked. <laughs> yeah so I was like oh no what the hell's going on oh, like, I just yo, don't want to look like I'm from someplace else right now mm-hmm. all right so Reg I'm so sorry I didn't I didn't hear what you said but um how are you man uh,
1: I'm saying I'm very excited to be here very happy to talk about this show that AEW had tonight a lot that happened a lot to get into a lot that I liked a lot that I you know I didn't think was the greatest but uh you know We'll talk talk about it. We'll get into it.
0: I feel like I'm going to have some, like, controversial opinions regarding blood and guts. And so I'm a little bit anxious about it, but Uh I can't wait to get to it because I feel like, you know, I need to bring up some points, bring up some things. Because there were some things that I really liked from the blood and guts match. And then there were some other things that occurred in the match where I'm thinking – hmm this doesn't necessarily make too much sense but i get we're gonna go ahead and just roll with it and so that's kind of how i felt coming out of the blood and guts match so we will get to all of that and more but before we do just a heads up to everybody uh, if you want to help support this podcast keep us funding get your do you have a controversial opinion on blood and guts whatever it is a hot take cold take you name it go ahead and send in a super chat and we will make sure to read it here on the show we want to also i'm curious on a scale of one to 10 what do you rate this blood and guts let us know in the chat i'm curious about that um, from everybody so let's get started are uh, we got our first super chat here from doppelganger 399 who says bed of nails Ooh. jesus yes. um doppelganger thank you so much for this really great super chat so let's just get to it man reg let's just start talking about this blood and guts match so uh-huh. Let's start off with just overall thoughts on the portion of the actual match. Before we get to the finish, before Mm -hmm. we get to all of that, Mm -hmm. uh, how did you feel about the actual body of the match and the layout and some of the production differences that they did throughout it?
1: Um, It felt kind of clunky in parts. It felt like there was a lot going on. And maybe not a good way. Like, it's like, okay, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. I need to see what's going on. But, like, there was parts of it it was like, Kota Ibushi is in this match, right? Where the hell is he? I haven't seen him in five minutes. And they'll be like, oh, Kota Ibushi did a moonsault over here in five minutes. Like, yo, show him on the camera. What's going on here? And it felt like a whole bunch of moments like that. It was like... There's so much going on that you can't capture it enough. There was a certain, certain production shots where they would widen it and they would show the whole thing, and that looked cool, but you can't do that for so long because you want to focus in on that. But, you know, I thought that the, the, the plunder was fun. The bed of nails was super fun. The glass was ridiculous. The thumbtacks, all those, the extra table, which is ridiculous. You should get into why they brought tables into this match. But I thought for the most part, it was pretty fine. It was fun.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about some of the things that occurred. So first of all, I do wanna go ahead and point out that one of the things that I liked was the way that they brought in each and every single member of the BCC and also the Golden Elite, having everybody do the countdown and having them Mm -hmm. come out and have their own separate entrances. I thought that was a really cool uh, touch to the actual match and it just made it a little bit more, uh, you know, it just adds to the whole show of it all. And I loved that we started with Claudio and Kenny Omega, Clearly, we know you're going to put your, you know, the guys that can go out there. So I'm not surprised that we had Kenny and Claudio start off this match. And I also really liked that the second – so everybody following Claudio, I think it was the second once John Moxley came out. Everybody from the BCC came out with a weapon. I yeah. thought that the second that John Moxley came out, and all of a sudden he has a screwdriver and he goes after, um, at this point Hangman and Kenny who are already in the actual, uh, cage. Mm-hmm. Him going after them with the with the freaking screwdriver and then giving the fork to Claudio. That was the moment where we started to see, uh, you know, obviously get into the spirit of things with blood and guts. So that right. was kind of fun to see. Um, once we saw everybody else come in, and we get this moment where we have everybody where we have Matt Jackson and we have Mm -hmm. Wheeler Yuta at one point go to the top of the cage and doing the spot where they do the suplexes and then teasing (laughs) that that one suplex is actually going to cause, you know, one of them to go over off of the cage. Clearly, it didn't happen, but we still got that moment. At one point, we saw Jon Moxley biting Kenny Omega. We saw Jon Moxley bring out a bed of nails, which was just (laughs) mentioned right now. Um, The second that happened, I'm thinking, holy shit, what's happening? Jon Moxley was
1: MVP. P, of course I think that's what we have to start this out by saying with, ha- with what thing, he though. added I to the match I do have a
0: criticism of this though Reg oh, really? I don't mean to cut you off but my no, criticism of this though is that Reg I was going to say Reg was the one <laughs> John Moxley was the one that came in and brought in you know the blood and guts aspect of this match right mm-hmm. the one thing that I did have an issue with though and I think this has to do with more so like the production of the actual matchup is that there were so many moments that were missed Right. That they would show John Moxley one second, right? He had like a little bit of blood. Okay, cool. It's John Moxley, he's already bleeding, but I'm not really exactly sure when he started bleeding, right? And then right. we go and we see a bunch of other stuff, and then we come back to John Moxley, and the man is like gushy, right. out blood, and I'm like, when did this happen? Yeah, what did he yeah. do? what was mm-hmm. the moment that actually caused the uh, you know the actual blood to come out so mm-hmm. that was like my one criticism when it came to the John Moxley portion of it all was yes he brought the violence he brought the blood but when did these some of these moments actually happen
1: right yeah it felt like there was two really pivotal moments where that happened there was one for his head where like he was bleeding. They were like, Oh, John Moxie's bleeding. And then like two minutes later, he was like insanely bleeding. was coming crazy. And then it happened again with his back. Like he was just all normal. He slammed Kenny on the bed of nails. And then they went from one shot and they went back to him. And then his back is covered in blood. And you're like, well, why is his back covered in blood? What the hell happened here? There, it was just maybe too much, too much going on. Honestly, I kind of felt like the, the cage, aspect might have been restraining i know this whole thing was about having a cage but you got these five huge personalities you got all these uh all these aspects all these weapons everything the the rings don't feel big enough for everything that's going on so when all these guys are happening it's like well what's happening where should i focus my eyes where should i focus on what's going on here
0: yeah exactly and i think that was one of the things that kind of hurt me in in Mm -hmm. watching this portion especially with just like speaking specifically with john moxley was okay well when did this happen um (laughs) one of the things that i did like was when he brought out the glass and then we literally saw like everybody at one point go through the glass we saw Mm -hmm. moxley at one point get it uh claudio uh kenny omega at one point gets suplexed into the actual glass so i thought that was really cool uh obviously to bring in the shattered glass and everything of that uh Seeing Kenny Omega get put through the bed of nails. How did you feel?
1: Ooh, that's when it's like, Uh, wrestling there's there's tricks there's all this they learn how to fall there's all these things that go into learning and 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 matches like this but getting slammed on a bed of nails i don't care how you spin it what you do with it that's just not normal that's not something that's like kenny omega's not a magician where he like practiced this for years with the top magicians in las vegas and the mask guy that exposed everybody on fox he hasn't went through all that he's a professional wrestler so for him to get slammed on it and then for Moxley to get slammed on it and Kota Ibushi hit him with that standing moonsault, it's like, you guys, we got to, like, relax. This is crazy. We're doing we're doing kinky matches here live on television. There's all this going on. There's people getting choked. There's pokey things. There's barbed wire. There's thumbtacks. It's it's getting real kinky out here. But, no, the bed of nails was really a, a really crazy element to add on to it. And it just, like, kind of added on to John Moxley's legend of him being, like, I will bring anything to this fight to hurt you guys. Like you're going to have to do something crazy to stop me. Cause I'll bring a bed of nails. I'll bring glass. I'll bring thumbtacks. I'll bring a, a sword if they let me.
0: And you mentioned thumbtacks. There was a moment in this match where we had Matt Jackson at the top and he was making it rain, yeah. making it snow, <laughs> and he brings out this bag of thumbtacks and he just like starts pouring it in and mm. obviously it goes through and lands in the ring and then there's a moment where we see, I believe it was Pac and Claudio end up being the ones that have to take that spot onto the thumbtacks. So that yeah. was something that I really enjoyed seeing too. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about Kota Ibushi here for a mm-hmm. second because he was obviously the last man uh, to go in. The BCC did have the advantage they explained that they won uh, the coin flip and so they did have the advantage in this blood and guts match and so that made the final entrance of the golden elites being kota ibushi so it was this great mm-hmm. big moment he comes out and it's like oh Shane, Kota ibushi is here at aw let's have this moment i loved when he went right into it with John Moxley. And that was yeah. the point where I saw Moxley like beating Oz, but I'm like, I don't even know what happened there. But <laughs> I didn't give really a care because I loved this interaction right. with. With Koda Ibushi and mm-hmm. John Moxley. I thought that was really freaking great. But like you mentioned, um, him putting John Moxley through that bed of nails and then him doing that standing moonsault to Moxley onto mm-hmm. the bed of nails. Um, that one for me. I thought the way that they brought in Koda Ibushi was just really great to give him all of these different moments. And even during the match, there was a portion where The BCC had the golden elite locked in in all of these different submissions and they had Kota Ibushi be the one to go in and hit all of his strikes on all of the guys to break it up. I thought they did a really phenomenal job of highlighting and giving special moments to Mm -hmm. Kota Ibushi considering that he was a major surprise.
1: Yeah, anytime that he was presented, it looked great. The pop for him coming out, the crowd gave him a big, huge ovation. Him just coming out and kind of taking it in. He looked like a big star. He looked like, well, there's a reason why everybody's going crazy. There's a reason why this moment's so big. There's a reason why he's the last guy coming out here. He was presented as great. The moments that he had with Kenny, them kind of having little hugs or doing their combo moves together were just awesome and I think this sets up exactly what you're saying here sets up a future maybe Kota Ibushi and John Moxley match which sounds kind of wild but the way that they were kind of the way that he came in and Mox is holding Kenny on the bed of nails holding his hand and Kota was just like yo that's my guy I'm about to come in here and fight you and Mox being like I don't care and flipping him off set up a good future singles match that I think that could be the first big match of Kota Ibushi being here in AEW.
0: I hope so. By the way, usually during these shows is when Tony Khan will send out like an all elite. This person is all elite yes. tweet. Have we gotten one yet? Do and we, we got one? I don't know. We smell. know. Like, this is the thing. Like, I want, I really hope that, you know, pretty soon we find out whether or not kota ibushi is mm-hmm. all elite i feel like it maybe 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 not we'll see that tweet from tony khan with the all elite graphic it's
1: usually the time though this is usually the time, he no, usually usually the right time when
0: he does it but mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't seen anything just yet uh but let's i guess have fingers crossed because then that would mean you know all of these matchups and just cool things but anyways um talking more about these spots that happen in the blood and guts Another moment that I really liked and they kind of missed it first with the with the camera shot. But then Mm -hmm. they did a replay. And so we got the small window version of this. And this was a really great moment where Pac goes to the top and he kind of like swings his body and ends up doing a stomp. I believe it was on to Matt Jackson, who was there in between the actual rings laying on a table. Mm -hmm. And that was a really, really cool moment.
1: I think a, another person, we talked about Kota Ibushi looking great and being presented. The way that Pack was in this match, he looked badass at pretty much every single moment from coming out to just being in there, being who he is, you know, one of the best crispus wrestlers there is in the world. And then hit, kind of hitting that spot, paying tribute to, I don't know, I always kind of connect him and Finn Balor's career for some reason. They always, for some reason, they, they're together for me and kind of doing a big Finn Balor spot, which is just insane. And yeah, that's the, the tables thing. This match is going on, Denise. There's all kinds of crazy. Look at all the things that we named. There's glass. There's a bed of nails. There's thumbtacks. And the crowd out of nowhere starts chanting for tables. But there's already chaos going on it's like if like freddie and jason was going on they're stabbing and stabbing all these kids and someone's like and then hit them with the car you're like well they're already killing everybody why do you what do you need the car for like we're already doing this
0: it got worse though but hold on so they chant for the tables they get the tables right because wrestling fans we always want two things head and tables <laughs> if you don't get the joke please make sure you get the joke <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast damn it you gotta get the joke it's true though it's true am i wrong here am i wrong what does everybody want (laughs) what does everybody need (laughs) y'all know what i'm talking about but anyway so wrestling fans always want tables and so they get the tables and then the boston crowd crowd not enough they get a little cocky (laughs) we'll get a little confident right always wanting more (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden they start chanting we want fire and i'm thinking these guys are freaking chanting that they want fire and you know what reg i was on board
1: i mean at one point i'm like uh, i mean i guess they're gonna make this happen who's gonna bring out the fire to burn somebody but like that's we can't we got to give fans what they want. Denise, I'm all in. Like, everybody cheered. They got... The tables probably weren't even going to be in the match, and they, like, added them, added them to these spots. But fire, you guys, like, that's, like, a controlled thing with, like, professionals, and everybody takes a little class, a 30-minute class, probably to learn about fire safety and stop, drop, and roll. You can't just go and get fire and set somebody on fire. And what what does that mean, Denise? What does we want fire me? mean? They want to set a table on fire? Do they want to set somebody on fire?
0: I mean... I was assuming, okay, if they want tables and they want fire, well, what do you do? You get a table, you get a lighter. <laughs> you know, you do the thing, you light it up. I don't know, but clearly never lit a fire. And then you right. put somebody through it. Who's brave enough to do it? You know what, John Motsley. Mm-hmm. all the makings were there but boston was definitely savage for uh wanting um all of this but so we've talked a lot about you know the action portion of it all right Mm -hmm. uh there was a lot of really great stuff so much that we didn't even talk about because we cannot break down every move that occurred but there was a lot of really great action in this match um but let's talk about the story that basically closed out this blood and guts match because Mm We saw some like problems that ended up unfolding between the BCC and PAC. Yep. And so PAC basically is, he's a bastard. He don't give a damn. He don't care. He brings out the freaking um, bolt cutter and he breaks himself free, gets out and he leaves. And he even slams the door in Claudio's face on his way out. And then we're at this point where it's now five on four. Mm-hmm. And then Don Callis sees that, you know what? The BCC, they don't look like they're doing so well. I'm going to take my client, to cash the hell out of this match. So then he takes him away. And then we end up with a five on three situation. Mm-hmm. This all leads to the actual finish of the match where we see the Golden Elite uh, end up choking out Wheeler Yuta with a freaking chain. And that is yeah. the ending of the match. Um I did not like the ending of the match, Reg. Why not? Personally, and I don't know, someone could break down the technicality, the rules, but should not should pack leaving not count as some sort of surrender. Does that not count?
1: That's a pretty good point. I mean, leaving the cage, the match is over. You're saying for your team, I'm done here. That that Leonardo. feels like a surrender for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: I don't know i did i wasn't i wasn't really feeling the hey i'm just gonna leave and get out and mm. then don cal is just taking kenoshka to cash out and i'm thinking okay Same so thing. now that's two uh...
1: people two right.
0: so for me like seeing the elite d- defeat them in this manner it felt very very flat it felt like mm. a very flat finish where it was it was just not it didn't have the big Oh, my God, we just right. went through this entire journey. And here's this moment where I'm going, holy shit, the elite did it. Instead, I'm thinking, oh, well, the elite should have won because they were five <laughs> on three at this point. If they didn't win, they would have looked silly as fuck if they wouldn't have won. Yeah. So I was just there like, OK, so the elite wins. Cool. Time to do this post show. It didn't leave me. <laughs> yeah, feeling right. Agreed. It did not leave me feeling like Mm. oh my god i can't believe this was the moment blah Mm. blah blah i did not have the feeling at the end of this match so that was a little bit of my uh troubles with it is i didn't really like the ending of this story what did you think
1: uh i liked aspects of it i think pack kind of uh because pack doesn't really want friends we've seen a couple aspects of him being in AEW and having friends with like the lucha brothers uh but In reality, he just wants to be alone. I think he just kind of took this match because he wanted to get some revenge. And by that point, he was like, I got my revenge. But kind of throughout the whole match, Denise, they were telling the story of him and Claudio kind of having beef. There there was one point where they pushed and bumped into each other, and that's kind of led to him getting out of there. So telling that story, potentially, there's a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up on Friday. Claudio needs an opponent. Pax beef and Pax back. He looked great in that match. Maybe this could be leading to that. I don't know. That would be great. Um, the other thing kind of that though, is I agree with what you said that it was beyond that. It just felt like, okay, the match is over. It didn't feel like, yeah, the match is over and, and kind of Kota Ibushi being involved, Kenny and all the things that they kind of put him through. It felt like this didn't feel like the end of the feud, which, which, matches like this could kind of signify but like with him dragging off Takeshida, it kind of took a little bit away from the moment like maybe he should have been involved in the finish too but if they're going to continue to tell stories which I'm sure they are it all makes sense
0: All righty. So let's get some thoughts in here. We got some controversial opinions. I don't know if you want to call them controversial opinions, but we got them. All right. What did you guys think about this? Let's get some thoughts. All right. So we got so many different comments in here. I'm going to go ahead and start off with the uh, I'm going to start off with the super chats. And this one's from Johnny here who says, which match do you like better this one or Mm. anarchy? Oh, from this year from double or nothing. uh, Definitely the anarchy in the arena double or nothing match.
1: Yes, I agree. I think that that just be being able to have more spaces. It's it's funny that this cage and having two rings was constricting when they just had one match with the one ring with the anarchy in the arena. But yeah, I kind of feel like I like the anarchy in Arena match better. Brian Danielson could have been another element that changed this whole thing, Denise, that we don't know. There could have been stuff planned out that kind of put it cemented the things in there and he wasn't there. So I don't know.
0: That is true, I'm glad to bring that up. Okay, Jake Salazar says, still no Goldberg, this is a nasty (laughs) work. Benoit Richards sends in a super chat saying, please Denise, your official comment, please Denise, your official comment about the new North American champion. This is from the NXT show. I told you all that this was gonna happen. Reg, everybody, nobody actually believed me when I said, you know what? I got a gut feeling that Dominic Mysterio is actually gonna win the championship. And then he did.
1: This is right up uh, Denise Salcedo's alley though. I know she loves the chaos. Like Dominic's going to come in and win the championship. Great (laughs) idea. You love it. Disgusting. What the hell's going on here, Denise? What do you
0: mean? It doesn't matter if it was disgusting. The point is that I was right and I knew knew it. That's 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 my official statement. John Deller says dance off was pure cinema. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second. Magnum (laughs) Wade says Ibushi looked a bit rough and some production was not great, but it was a hell of a violent match. especially like the ending with Mox saving Yuta. Um, I didn't feel like I had any moment where I thought Koda Ibushi looked rough. I I loved everything that involved him in this match.
1: Yeah, I just think it was uh, just a lot going on. He didn't have a lot of room to just kind of get into his groove and do his thing. But I thought anything that he involved, he looked pretty good in it.
0: Jake Salazar says, 11 out of 10 blood and guts match. I just brutal. I loved it. Mr. Acosta says, hot take. The match was okay. The end I didn't like. Why would Pac bounce? Because Kenny moved out of the way? Question mark. Also <laughs> felt like a lot of standing, waiting for spots. Uh, yeah. there, I do agree with what, I mean, we obviously talked about the ending. So I do agree that I wasn't totally crazy about it. I wasn't totally crazy mm-hmm. about Pac just like leaving and that not, you know, impacting the match well, clearly it impacted the match because you know you're out one guy but mm-hmm. i don't know i just kind of felt like we were blurring the lines at that point of what this means in total of like a surrender situation right yeah
1: yeah 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 i agree and that's like kind of how it is a great point that mr costa is making here is that in these kind of matches like royal rumble included any match that has like these giant uh a lot of people involved it's about the moments. So, the moments in between could always feel like some of these matches are just a lot of standing around and punching or standing in the corner and getting your things off and not as action packed as like an Osprey and Omega, like match back to back to back, back spots like this. So, that can get kind of lost in this, and they have a lot of time. Uh, This was based on time. So there's going to be time that uh, some people are just off to the side. And so I can understand why he has that.
0: Right. There's just so many elements involved, right? Like there's all these portions that you miss clearly because there's 10 guys in the ring, right? Mm -hmm. There's 10 guys in the ring. So there's going to be things you're going to miss. And then there's things where all of a sudden you catch this guy doing nothing in the corner because (laughs) because you were waiting for this part. And so I think all of that. All of that falls in line with basically, uh, you know, whoever is in the back producing this match is basically supposed to be letting the person, the, you know, right. the person at the switchboard be like, okay, well, this is going to happen next. Let's make sure we mm-hmm. got a shot of this. Let's make sure we got a shot of that. And so I do think that, yeah, there were just some moments, but I don't. It sucks because it did take away a lot for me from the match to have Mm -hmm. a lot of those moments missed. But I don't want to say that that ruined blood and guts for me at all because there was still a lot of really great stuff in there. Like one of the persons we haven't even talked about yet is Kenny Omega. King right. Omega had freaking great action in there. I mean, there was one mm-hmm. point where he goes in he Snapdragon and suplexes everybody and their mom in there, and that was really mm-hmm. fun to see. So there were these really great moments, so I don't want to take away from that. Um, and it's just a matter of, dude, there's just too many elements involved in a match like this.
1: Ten guys, Denise. Ten guys.
0: <laughs> Steven Stephen <laughs> says, better blood and guts. Uh, better blood and guts or war games. Um, I did like war games a lot more uh, last year with the bloodline and Sammy and just everything that they did there. I think War Games was definitely um, a lot better for me. Mm. Ooh, Reg, do, are we in disagreement here? I just, I really enjoyed War Games last year. Uh, yeah, what
1: did they, they do that same spot that yeah, like, they've done? In? They've done the same spot fifty times since that War Games match the end, and yeah, whatever. I
0: know, but at the time though, know, we, we, but, but at the this time, is an though,
1: AEW post. <laughs> I'm trolling. I'm trolling you guys. You got to take that out of context and bury me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Stephen Marchuli asked a great question. All right. And if you're going to ask me, Denise, what did you like more? This Blood and War, or this Blood and War, this Bloody Guts, <laughs> or the past war games we just saw, I'm going to go with War Games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, That's man. Fine. We're going to bring out the drama here. <laughs> I'm not Crabble trying to. Game grapple geekery says i was thrilled to see the elite in blood and guts the spots were fun too bad for the bcc at the end though uh live by the bastard die by the bastard that's
1: what they get for so, trust in pack you can't trust pack he was gonna do that from the beginning like you knew that he was kind of on his own agenda and he showed it at the end that he was all about him see, right? i
0: didn't see that i didn't nope. see it that way no i didn't i saw it more as okay if i'm going to go into a blood and guts match. I want Mm -hmm. the craziest mother effers on my side, on my team. And when I think of somebody that I would want on my team, you think of Pac, who is a crazy freaking bastard. And so I know that this is a guy that's going to go in there and do all it takes to inflict damage on these people that he doesn't like. Why? Because we know he doesn't like them. And so for me, it just didn't fall in line with Pac.
1: Yeah, I guess so, and if, like, we're kind of playing off the uh, the Eddie Kingston thing, he likes Pac. He's supposed to be, like, a big Pac supporter, so he probably would choose him. And Phil and Pac, you would think that, like, if I need somebody to go to war, yo, Pac's going to be the one. But he just kind of got caught up in everything, man. There was a lot going on. When a bed of nails comes out, I'm like, you know what, you guys? I'm going to watch the rest of this from the back, y'all. Y'all doing a <laughs> lot out here. Moxley's beating, bleeding from his ears, his head, his back, his neck. I'm like, I got to go
0: at one point i'm like man what the hell is john moxley do is he out there just rolling around in the Nothing. freaking glass
1: <laughs> like a snow angels in the glass while on top of the bed of nails?" like dude get him <laughs> out of here. he's having way too much fun but the shots of him at the end though kind of being like man i try to throw everything at these guys and and i'm just tired we're great this could be like a John Moxley is going to take a vacation, have a break, kind of re examine everything. But this is John Moxley. He'll be back probably next week to get bloody again.
0: That's been the running joke, though, is that yeah. he's never gotten his vacation. Right. right. The man he needs never will. a vacation. Right. Reggie Simmons sends in a super chat, saying, "Just showing support for, just showing support to the Kelly connection." Much love to SoCal and NorCal. Thank you so much yeah, to Reggie yeah, Simmons, yeah. Uh, Metalhead for Life sends in a very generous super sticker. Thank you so much to Metalhead for Life. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat, saying, "I'm curious to know if Tony Khan will use the pack walking out and beefing with Claudio in order to book Pack versus Claudio on Friday for Death Before Dishonor for the Ring of Honor World Title. Makes sense to do the match after Blood and Guts tonight." And that was something that you had uh, originally mentioned, Reg. Anything else mm-hmm. you wanted to add to this?
1: Uh, I don't know. You're just telling the story right there. We lost. Unfortunately, Mark Briscoe was, it was supposed to be in the match with Claudio, but he's going to be out with the knee injury for an undetermined amount of time. If you want to have a match that you need to, you can book on a short notice. They told the story here. And even if you didn't tell the story here, Claudio versus Pack in a match for the Ring of Honor World Championship is a big match. So, yeah, I hope they do it.
0: Yeah. James Hammond sends in a super chat saying elite and BCC shook hands after the match. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sending that in. So, I mean, this pretty much to me, right, would signify end of feud. Yep. Done. We're going to move on to other things. So right. um, that's so we shouldn't expect to be circling back to this, uh, at least not with what we're seeing with these core members right now. So right. Shane Monster sends in a super chat saying Bon Jovi voice. Oh, I can't do a Bon Jovi voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> damn all right i'm just gonna read it normally bon jovi <laughs> voice i want to lay you down in a bed of nails seriously a bed of nails spots on tbs amazing ibushi shit talking mocks after let's fucking go i'm on here for ibushi and mox as we mentioned earlier because that that portion of this blood and guts match was phenomenal to see
1: and then remember at one point denise excalibur did an ad read for uh oh yeah
0: the uh american heart association yeah yeah the blood
1: blood red cross maybe one of those yeah
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) damn. look at me trying to cue it up and don't even remember what it was for (laughs) like they remember he did a thing that none of us could remember exactly what the thing was for i think because
0: for me i'm like i just see red and i'm like oh okay like they're doing an ad read for this it's like oh it's the american heart association oh it's blood whatever but it's ironic though that they were still doing it and they were Know, yeah exactly mm-hmm. i kind of liked it I, I was thinking to myself damn someone should just because you know how they're always trying to collect blood clearly because you need to collect blood i was like some it would, it would be About pretty say something wild it would be pretty hilarious if all of a sudden someone showed up with a little bucket and just stood next to john moxley and followed him around with a little bucket trying to get the blood
1: scraping blood off his back
0: <laughs> sir do not waste this blood we need it
1: hey he'd be a great uh a great spokesperson for blood donation like this guy's always giving up blood he doesn't care about getting poked
0: i love that though that was pretty funny even though Mm we we clearly already forgot what god we're so bad reg we're so (laughs) bad christopher marino says i think i have seen way too many gcw death matches i was expecting way more blood the bed of nails was awesome though you know here's the thing though and this is somebody who has seen a lot of gcw since i've done a lot of ring and out personal yeah I've seen a lot of stuff. Okay, dude. I was there when Alex Zane got the freaking glass in his eye. Ooh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: There's I've seen some shit go down at GCW, but that being said, you can't compare the two no. because AEW is on television yes. doing this stuff. We can't be seeing the exact same things that we're seeing, you know, happen mm-hmm. on GCW on fight TV. It's just two totally different things. And, uh, and, and, I've There was even some things where in the past and even in this match where I'm like, damn, I wonder, you know, how AEW got away with being mm-hmm. able to do this and being able to show this much. And, you know, this has been a hot topic. And let's not forget the freaking uh, the Domino's thing a while back.
1: Yeah, exactly. At that, at When Jon Moxley brought out the bed of nails, I was thinking like, I wonder what See, they <laughs> wonder what too. these advertisers are thinking like. This show, this is one of our good shows. They do great numbers on Wednesday night. They're high. But they're just watching, and then Moxley just brings out a bed of nails to slam his opponent on. His head's all bloody. There's blood everywhere. There's glass. Probably like, this is a wild show. But I think that's really cool. Yeah, you can't really compare it to GCW because they do. Wild stuff. They do some of the craziest death matches of all time, and this is a television show, man. Like somebody could stumble past this. I mean, we don't want kids to be watching this, but they could stumble past this, and you don't want to see too much blood, even though it's not crazy. It's just a TV show. I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. You no, know? I, I get you. I get you. All right, so yeah, I can't. You can't compare the two. redmond mm-hmm. Survivor says great touch with Moxley surrendering to save yuda from being choked with the chain, as that's how Mox lost to Hangman before. He knows right. how it feels. Mm-hmm. Uh we got Ernie good Phoenix 23 talent. who says, "Yeah, sorry, but I thought the finish was good." That's what we want. We mm-hmm. want your hot takes. We want your opinions even if they differ from ours. Ernie, thank you so much yep. for sending this in. Johnny says, "Do you want me to do you want to see the BCC versus the Death Triangle?" Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. I want to see pack in all the feeds from this one. I want to see him in a match with every single person that was in this thing one-on-one just because he's amazing what's abushi gonna do what's moxley doing gonna do coming out of this really interested to see the whole stories because there's still some single match stories that they could tell there's still kenny and Takeshida that needs to be paid off abushi and pat gotta go out at it one time Pac and uh, you know there's like all these stories that they could still tell i don't think they're going to be telling the big uh bcc versus elite five on five three on three match but they're still going to tell it but yeah bcc next feud could definitely be for going for the uh the trios championships but uh the trios championships are tied up right now they've got a big match coming up this weekend with the acclaim who might be the new uh, trios champion so
0: i don't know man anything to get the Acclaim back on top man uh jake salazar sends in a super chat saying dominic is the worst wrestler alive alive i don't know jake salazar also says i know reg was dancing in his room during the dance off <laughs> <laughs> come on reg we know it's true <laughs> You got a little little ring camera watching you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not TikTok dancing in my room. I can't confirm or deny.
0: Have you seen that TikTok trend where people are like, I don't get it. I've only seen a little piece of it. But where they send like these little gifts and then they do all these like. I don't oh know, yeah they can't
1: them. popcorn yes 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 yeah it's weird it's super weird can you i don't imagine, know what it is
0: can you imagine the wrestling version of that if someone right now if you could send little graphics all of a sudden people are sending i don't know a slap Bam, gotta slap yourself. <laughs> a chop. Gotta chop yourself. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Scissor meat, like little scissors for the scissors. Can you imagine? we be like...
1: weird <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that sound like a bop it right there. Bop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just I would it. do that.
1: <laughs> Turn it.
0: Ah! Hey, if people are paying for that, like, think about it. Denise, and you just gotta sit there and do little things like this.
1: You better get in the game, Denise. There's money on the table.
0: Yes, boy, sends in a super chat saying, what are some of your guys' favorite crowd chants? I still laugh hearing you sell doubt or you sick fuck minus you um, uh, you fucked up.
1: You fucked up is like a classic one. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's ECW uh, level thing. But of course, my favorite chant is the chant that I made up. Both these guys, if you need the story, definitely look it up. I made it up one day at PWG. So anytime that I hear both these guys, it's forever my favorite.
0: Chant. Wait, that was you?
1: I, made a, I invented both these guys. Yeah, I posted a, a Twitter clip, clip. I
0: didn't know that.
1: Yeah, one day we were at PWG. It was uh, Cedric Alexander against Trevor Lee. They're both in WWE now. They're having a match, and the match starts. And I said, I-, I don't know. I like both these guys. And then right after that, we all started, both these guys, both these guys. That was first. You can't, you can't trace that back to anybody in the world before that day that happened in PWG. The reason that both these guys is a chant is because of me.
0: Wow, Reg, you why didn't you make a shirt of it or anything like market (laughs) it? I would be like, I'm a both these guys guy.
1: I am, I I am the both these guys guy.
0: There you go.
1: And that chant has been at like WrestleMania. I'm like, dude, this all started in Reseda, California, baby boy. PWG. If it wasn't for PWG, Denise, I say it all the time, there wouldn't be any
0: of this the beginning no. of everything exactly exactly shout out to
1: pwg they're having a show too they just announced another show for uh the 20th anniversary in august which is done
0: man gotta love pwg man. uh roberto arsenal sends in a super chat saying the dance off made me spit my beer from laughter there was some good stuff in there uh also thank you so much to alan taylor for this very generous super chat we appreciate you a whole lot yeah, uh tony cool. campbell says tony Khan missed the mark tonight no mercedes monet in boston guys she's still injured yeah.
1: he's still injured yeah. I think there was a bunch of things that we would have been seeing throughout the summer if it wasn't for this injury that just set back so much
0: yeah it, it probably did Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying Denise Wargames was mid as duck like come on now stop trolling <laughs> us most of us WWE wrestling is mid see Jake doesn't here's like thing WWE, here's yeah. the thing had you just left it at stop trolling us I would have thought you know what that's his opinion he thought it was, it was mid right okay fine you're allowed that opinion but then you put most of WWE wrestling it's Jake mid, he's gonna keep then- going and then i'm thinking okay now i get the agenda here i get it jake uh jason ps3 says cbcc uh, C- B- C- C- you would have picked cbcc B- C- C- you would have picked timothy thatcher uh, instead of pack you guys would have won uh thank you so much jason My it, it should have
1: been eddie kingston that's the reason that the i hope that's the story that they tell is that Uh, moxley is like you went off to do the g1 and i needed your help in this match where shit is crazy and shit gets bloody and instead you were over there living out your little japanese fantasy and then eddie kingston responds back with, claudio was telling this match i would have turned on him and beat him up anyways but yeah there's a lot they could tell with that because i think that's the reason they could be like we lost this match because you didn't have my back bro and they could continue to tell that moxley and eddie kingston story so
0: Alright, and then we got some more thoughts in here. This one's from MikeT90K who says, Hey, Denise, comparing a PG War Games match to a TV-14 Blood & Guts match is crazy of, of to me. Uh, I hope Warner Brothers loved the match. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they mm-hmm. did. Uh, and I do agree. I feel like you can't compare. But if you were to, like, the person asked, what did you like more? I did like War Games more. Yeah. I knew uh, that was going to cause drama. It's... Anything, anything. Like, you could I, be but... like, man, you could have, I don't know, the AEW talent bake a cake. And the WWE talent bake a cake. And I'm like, you know what? That fucking AW cake was really fucking good. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like, how freaking dare you not <laughs> like the WWE cake and vice versa? <laughs>
1: And weren't you just on a WWE red carpet last night? Oh Denise? man,
0: the timing of it all. And
1: now you're doing an AEW. She is just playing all sides, you guys. Do you guys see this? You guys see what's going on? She had some WWE cake last night. Today she's having AEW cake. She's eating all the cake.
0: I was going to say, I did have some pretty great food last night, though. I had some good stuff there. I was. Yeah, Cody I had some really great tater tots. <laughs> don't ask, but those tater tots were incredible. I was eating them and I was like
1: oh. <laughs> you I was, would love I was, the tater tots.
0: I do love the tater tots man. but yeah we I had some tater tots. I had some um uh, I don't know what they're called but you know those little brown things where you put the little weenie inside
1: pigs in a blanket.
0: No, they're not pigs in a blanket. I thought uh. they were pigs in a blanket and I told SRS I'm like, the oh look pigs thing. in a blanket and he's like, no those aren't pigs in a blanket. And then I was like, oh, okay. well,
1: the brown things (laughs) where you put the little thing inside.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's basically like a bread covered weenie thingy. I don't know, (laughs) but I ate it. It was good. I had that. I had uh, what else did I have? Uh, I had some pizza and I had I didn't have the chicken. There was chicken, but I didn't have it. And there was some other stuff that I forgot about. But the tater tots were on point. All right, and let's press on from here, and this is from uh, Johnny, who says, I heard Ezra Miller agree to wrestle Nick Gage. What? (laughs) What's happening? Taylor Cannon says, What's up, Denise and Reg? That blood and guts match was crazy. Thank you so much to Taylor Cannon. Uh, Yes, boy, says, What did y'all think of Garcia and MJ's thrust battle? We'll get to that in just a second. Mm -hmm. And then Mighty90K says, I actually invented the chant. Both these guys at a club in 2015 when I told the bouncers to kick both these guys <laughs> out of a club. We all chanted it as they left.
1: It was in 2014 for me, Mike. So on your face,
0: bro. Damn drama. All right, Mike T90K. Thank you so much for this generous super Appreciate chat. That, all right. Oh man. And let me see, people are saying it is pigs in a blanket. I don't yeah, know. I'm like, that's what pigs in a
1: blanket is I
0: thought they were I literally told Sean, I'm like, dude I'm like, look, these What's are
1: Brown stuff that you're talking about on the outside Man, the I just didn't cut. get
0: any pictures of it It's just like brown, like bread Like almost <laughs> like, you know, the corn Mini corn dogs I think that's what, what they were Mini corn dogs <laughs> How did <you> get... what? <laughs> That's had to be Because you know, you know the exact bread That the corn dog has
1: <laughs> Why can't you just say mini corn dogs? How do we st- how did we not start
0: there? <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Mini corn dogs, yeah. Well, I didn't know mini corn dogs were a thing like until yesterday. <laughs> Ooh, All right, someone funny. says, "Was it a kolache?" I don't even know what a kolache is. I've never is. seen that
1: word in my life.
0: Yeah, I'm so I'm so sorry, (laughs) Magnum. Wait, I feel bad that you wasted your super chat. We don't even know what Colache is. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Or Colache? No idea, man. Mm. All right. So they were mini corn dogs is what they were. All right. I had a mini corn dog. It was fine. All right. Let's Mm -hmm. continue on. Uh, We'll circle back if anybody else wants to talk. um, We pretty much covered a lot of blood and guts already, but we we went almost the
1: same amount of time as is gut. We went talking about blood and guts.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. That was an accident. I hadn't even looked at the clock until now. So let's press on. (laughs) We got the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament Finals. AEW World Champion MJF and Adam Cole taking on Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Prior to this match, we got another bit with Adam Cole and MJF. They go Mm -hmm. eat spicy food because MJF doesn't like spicy food. And so Adam Cole tries to get him to eat spicy food. He eats the spicy food and granted, they want some water, but instead, unbeknownst to them, they end up getting alcohol. And so they're chugging it. And so then they get drunk and they start thinking the waiter is is Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. And then it ends with them yelling uh, double clothesline and whatever. Then afterwards, we get an interview where they're being interviewed by Renee. And MJF and Adam Cole both gift each other gifts. They give each other trunks and jackets. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. Adam Cole says, I have one more gift to you, but you'll have to find out later. That gift ended up being a mashup of their two theme songs together as they came out. Uh, We ended up having this match, and we did end up seeing Adam Cole and MJF get the win. But prior to that, there was a dance-off. And so I want to start there with the dance-off. When I, when I saw this, I was thinking, oh, man, I just know a lot of people are going to shit on this.
1: <laughs> How do you feel about it, Denise? Let's start with and you. In the
0: beginning, I, I was like, oh, I get what they're trying to do. It's funny. I'll laugh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, at first, I was indifferent to it. I didn't really care. Yeah. But there was one thing that happened in this dance-off that killed me. It mm-hmm. killed me, everybody. And it was Adam Cole going... <laughs> with this what he was doing what is his that mouth. yeah i don't know what that was <laughs> and his arms and i'm like what yeah, is apparently that? that's
1: like a bit from his stream that he does on twitch or something what some kind of connection to to the people he's good at doing things like that
0: i had no i mean i, I had no mm-hmm. idea i've never seen his twitch but it mm-hmm. killed me i i was dying with that one freaking part that one mm-hmm. part of adam cole dancing like that made this entire thing worth it to me
1: yeah, I when it was happening, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, as it was going down, I'm like, OK, this is they already did the bit with the uh, with the video and them in the Chinese restaurant. Like, that's a cool thing. They're, they're eating spicy food. Now they're dancing. So as it's happening, I'm like, I don't know. They're really trying to sports entertainment it up. But, you know, as soon as Daniel Garcia starts hitting this thing, you're like, all right, this is pretty good. Like, this is a silly way to even put more on Daniel Garcia and his dance. Sammy Guevara should have stayed out of this though. He was God awful at dancing. He could not put two and two together. His feet couldn't match his arms. He didn't know what. He looked like he was dancing in quicksand at one point. I was like, he is having a hard time. I didn't notice that. I, I you think gotta I was, go back and look at.
0: him I think I was mainly paying attention to Daniel Garcia, or maybe I was just seeing them both. That like I didn't mm-hmm. zoom in or focus in on. Yeah, them no, he was dancing. like his
1: arm. Like you supposed to go like at the same, and he just he's like he's supposed to not. be the Spanish
0: god, yeah, man.
1: Nope, the Spanish was not <laughs> in there. He could not get it to. <laughs> Yeah, the good thing he can flip because that rhythm was not out there. I tell you, oh
0: man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that part. Mm-hmm. But it was funny afterwards when he did his pose, and then Daniel Garcia just pops in in between it, he just pops in. Very I feel entertaining. Weird way to, that. Right, very
1: entertaining way to you know start, you know, before the match, because the match got pretty hot. And I think uh the crowd being really into it was an added element because if they would have started doing that, Denise and the crowd would start booing it could have went way, way different.
0: Yeah, it could have. It could have been disastrous. But you know what? It mm-hmm. worked out. People love MJF and Adam Cole together. They do. Uh, we mentioned uh, the, you know, the match was very fun. The crowd was very well, very, very into it. I love the part mm-hmm. where uh, Adam Cole basically convinced MJF to do the dive, and everybody was yeah. like <laughs> acting all crazy. And there was a really funny shot of, of MJF just like, I did it. You know, <laughs> like powerful. this big moment. Yeah, so there was a lot of fun in there. But uh, So they win the match. And afterwards, we end up kind of getting another tease of this whole coexist portion of it. And yeah. I'm thinking, oh no, don't mm. do this. We know it's gonna happen eventually, but right. I'm not ready yet. Uh, but what we ended up getting is when they're celebrating, there's a moment where MJF's looking off at the crowd and Adam Cole ends up getting his title, MJF's mm-hmm. world title. And he has a little bit too much of you know eye contact with it. He's holding on to it, he's looking at it, and MJF notices this, he gets pissed off, he shoves them, they kind of get in each other's face, but then they come together and they hug, and then Adam Cole goes off and he starts, you know, doing his bit uh, on the top rope and cheering and all of this. But there's a shot of MJF looking at him, very, very suspicious. Mm -hmm. And so it makes you wonder when they head into this match with FTR, because FTR did go out there and they did have a little bit of a Mm face-to-face. So this match is going to be happening and it makes you wonder if this is where the moment's going to happen where they can't coexist.
1: It seemed like a little too early, maybe like immediately after them winning the tournament of them getting right into the, can we coexist thing? Cause I think they laid a pretty good foundation these last couple of weeks of like, we all know it's coming Denise. Like we know what's going to happen here. One of these guys is going to turn on the other, like we can all see it coming, but try to, to get into it so quickly could be not the greatest thing but i think the execution and the landing is going to be great anyways and them just getting people into where they are now with wanting to get behind them and wanting them to actually win the aew world tag team Champions, i think is an accomplishment enough so i'm interested to see how they kind of finish this off
0: would you want them to win the tag team titles uh I-,
1: um, I no no no. I don't think so. Just because I think the story with them, the story is getting to them in the in the world title match against each other, and I don't think we should sacrifice the tag team championships in order to get there. I think we could tell the story with them losing the match.
0: Yeah, I feel, I would feel, I would be upset of myself if I said that I think that they should win, especially given that we just came off this incredible match that FTR had with um, bullet club gold on collision. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking like, let's say, let's just say that if FTR were to lose the titles to MJF and Adam Cole, I feel like you would have way too much going on you to be sacrificing way too much yes. for this one particular story, exactly. where you don't need all of that. You already mm-hmm. have the world championship belt. You're
1: already telling the stories and kind of take that away from what what FTR is doing and to. It would be on the back burner because they're going to immediately start telling the story with the world title. And that's just not good to do to the tag team champion.
0: No, it would be a, it would be a disgrace, I think, to do that to the titles,
1: Especially considering FTR don't even defend them that much already. I and mean, we don't need to get them on a less defended thing.
0: Right, right. And I think they need to keep that story. with If anyone's going to take the titles off of FTR right now, it's got to be Bullet Club Gold. And so go. I feel like, which in a way, now that I think about it, it's kind of, you know, I do like the idea of like, hey, maybe there's this options. Yeah. But at the same time, it's almost a dead giveaway that it's not going to happen.
1: Right. I mean, but you never just never never really know these days True, because they
0: change, you,
1: you know, what I mean, like it, MJF being involved and, and how quickly things change and they could change it back next week. Like you just never know.
0: <laughs> um, how did you feel about Dax, by the way, going into the camera? And being like Tony, next time you play my song, because we're the champs.
1: Spicy talk, Denise. Spicy, spicy talk. I seemed a little bit personal in the right? camera there. Right? It did I seem thought... a little bit personal.
0: That I wasn't so sure if that was like planned or not. I was looking mm-hmm. at that and I was going, hmm. Okay, that's interesting. And you
1: know how Dax get down, Denise. He don't hold his tongue ever. Like, if he's going to say something, he's going to say it. To he know, knew to look right in the camera and say, look me in the eyes. We are the champions. I mean, if, you and then know. And they
0: specifically mentioned Tony. Specifically, yeah. And it's yeah. rare when to well, I guess it's not rare anymore when they mention Tony. But it's still not like it's, people are mentioning him. Yeah, it's different. Pro or anything right, like that.
1: Right, right. And knowing kind of how the story of how FTR is and how like even as a character like you know this would kind of bother him as a character but like knowing who Dax is you know that like this is that was real like he's really probably mad that they didn't play know, his music to go out of it. going
0: like hmm I wonder what's going on there like I don't know I thought twice about that one um but it was still pretty it was interesting all right so mm-hmm. let's see what we got here we got a couple more uh super chats here uh and let's see um I think the last one that I left off in was all right, we read Taylor's cannons, we re- okay, we read yes boys. Okay, we read Mike 290, sorry guys. Magnum weight <laughs> also Okay, no, where we read, read that, that one. one. That okay, Jake Salazar one. says, Denise, I don't like or watch WWE, and all, and it's all management's fault. The company blows like Lana Rhodes blow again. Hey. Management's fault says Jake Salazar. Well, Jake, you're allowed to watch whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grapple Geekery says, Adam Cole, you've got lust in your eyes and in your black heart for Triple B. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of when Adam Cole was like lovingly looking at the Triple B. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of Bruce Springsteen's. Jesse's girl <laughs> you know that girl you can apply it to this you can. it can very much be applied except that mm. instead of Jesse's girl it's mjf's triple b
1: hey this is it i mean you know adam cole see the story that you told has been stuck in my head denise ever since you said Which that one? adam cole might be the one we all think oh, that yeah, mjf's yeah. gonna be the one that turns no but adam cole from the beginning has kind of been doing a little conniving. He's over here with his partner, with his buddy, Roderick Strong, being like, no, nah, I got him. He could be trying to trick everybody and be like, no, nah, we're friends. We're good. But in the end, he really wants that world championship.
0: It's definitely going to be Adam Cole. That's, that's, it's in my gut, man. I feel mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Look- Laron Ford says uh, we got the one ninety-second women's match that felt Ooh. like it was there just to check the box. The AEW women's division deserves so much more Denise, better than Please well, Talk
1: about Le'Ron it. Ford,
0: might as well. We'll get to it. Uh, we had a quick match between Britt Baker and Kayla Sparks, which by the way, I do want to shout out Kayla Sparks because yeah. if you guys have ever known or seen or met Kayla Sparks, that girl is a pocket full of sunshine that's all yeah, i know how to describe great. kayla sparks she's mm-hmm. always happy uh she's wrestled for both WWE and aew in, in these types of matches uh she's all over the indie scenes trying to make a name for herself so i was very happy to see kayla sparks in this uh match against Brett baker um this was very quick Brett baker hits her neck breaker lock jaw for the win match is over you so think Denise, to-
1: this, this tells me okay if you like pizza so you really like pizza would you rather have really bad pizza or no pizza at all this is kind of what it feels like to me no like, pizza would you at rather, all. yeah would you rather have a 90 second match where they're just a squash or would you rather have no pizza at all Do you tell me the. you give me the real pizza another time like don't just be like oh we got two minutes to fill. Let's do a women's match so they don't yell at us. That feels even worse to me, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like a little bit more personal? They're like, we'll give you this match, but it's really going to be like, if you go to the bathroom, you're going to miss it. It's crazy.
0: Yes, that's true because even when, and I feel really bad saying this because even when I was reading LaRon Ford's uh, message, the super chat, I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here going, oh yeah, that match did happen. (laughs) Inside my head, his super chat was a reminder. I wasn't, if you were going to tell me Denise, review this show in 30 seconds. I would have told you everything that happened, to blood and guts, everything that happened with Jericho, everything right, that happened right with everything it. else, Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. Hook, you name it. I would have never mentioned this match because I had completely forgotten about it.
1: And it did like what purpose did it serve? Even beyond that. Like, even if we did talk about it like for Brit, but what
0: I'm wondering, I'm like, are they trying to just, you know, get Brick Brit Brit? back brick. up there <laughs> not brick <laughs> Brit back up there in terms of okay let's go have her go out there and get some wins but it's like how much do the wins really really matter when they're like this
1: exactly it's like this isn't something to remember it's just gonna get people upset like this like okay you're presenting it to us cool but then like some people already feel away about Brit. we talked about it before on this show She's, and it's so like I
0: twice already people keep bringing up Brit.
1: I'm saying
0: all the time, and so and like the same it, thing
1: for for them to like okay, here's Brit. and then only give them up for this amount of time. It looks kind of crazy, you know what I yeah. mean? Like just put, give it to me on collision. Give me Brett and somebody on collision, and let them go 15 minutes. Don't give me this 90 seconds just so you could be like filling the ladies' quota. It feels like,
0: for example, like mm-hmm. even Chris Statlander, she's your TBS champion.
1: She was there. They showed a promo with her on yeah. the show,
0: but they could have done something else with her
1: hmm agreed
0: they could have done something with her uh i i almost feel like i almost feel like the issue right now and we've said this so many times but it almost feels like they don't have the person to center the women's division around right like yeah. the one person that can start connecting all of these different things and start bringing together the women's division i really do think that's missing and i almost feel like that's part of the reason why aw isn't putting much more effort mm-hmm. into their women's division and it's, it's like the one person that they
1: have to put on the show they don't have that person where it's like yes. we have to put her on yes. show today
0: exactly and we mentioned this before like i said like i cannot i don't know who the becky lynch of aew is i do not know who your charlotte flair of aew is or your bianca belair or whatever right and so we're saying so that it's times. not
1: brit also is what you're saying right here
0: not right now they had a chance <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with my face? No, it's just
1: like you made like a I don't know. <laughs> they tried. They it was for a minute. We could have said this a couple years ago, right? When like right. the crowds are crazy for her. every time they go to Pittsburgh, it's crazy. But at this moment right here, I don't feel like like I don't feel like today was like we have to see Brett Baker. Like even for this ninety seconds, it's crazy. Like there's been times where they've had women on their show for a, a short amount of time and they utilize that three minutes or five minutes better than kind of what was happening here
0: yeah it's unfortunate i almost feel like i almost feel like jamie hater being out right now is yeah. hurting the division a lot she's more than first. maybe a lot of people might have assumed or predicted because she's really the last person that i can think of that people really just got so behind yep. and i'm not feeling that right now for anybody else i'm not seeing the crowd go crazy if you know you just mentioned you remember when people you just mentioned Jamie Hader, and everybody was like, yeah, ah,
1: yeah, just shit. saying her name would get people to go crazy. And there's not any energy like that right now.
0: No, there's not. And that's very unfortunate. And it sucks because, you know, I feel like there was a while where AW got a lot of criticism over their women's division and you mm-hmm. can tell it bugged them. So they started kind of looking like they were making changes. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got some changes. We got to see a little bit more. We got some really great stories. And then it just faded away.
1: Yeah, it's kind of. It hasn't been great. I thought that Tony Storm's run for a long time was great. Remember when she was the AEW champion? She was on TV for like weeks like 12 13 weeks in a row back to back to back having these high profile matches putting her championship on the line. I thought that's when they probably was for me my favorite time as the AEW Women's Champion. A lot of people say they like she is the Rio's time or different times but what Tony Storm was doing when she was just back to back showing that she's one incredible wrestler and that the AEW women are different. I thought she was establishing something different but then that just kind of all petered off. I thought they were going to do the same thing with Jamie Hader, but then they started telling this outcast story and the outcast story kind of shadowed over everything and uh, where we're at with it now doesn't feel like a good place you
0: know no i'm even trying to think right now this is really embarrassing but what's the other top story be set for the women besides the outcast what's like the other hot feud going on right now with the women that you're like oh yeah this feud with so and so and so and so I, don't, I can't even think of one right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: I'm like, I don't think there is one. This is it. Right.
0: I watch the product on a weekly basis. Seriously. I all, right their, all
1: their shows. And I'm like, ah, nothing.
0: Oh man, that sucks. It really sucks. But hopefully mm-hmm. they get it. They figure it out. Hopefully we get whatever the mis- missing ingredients are. I hope they manage to get it. And right. Man. All right. Because here's the thing. I do want to say one more thing about this, because mm-hmm. whenever we do get something really great with the women, dude, People eat it up. People love it. People Mm -hmm. want it. People Mm want to see it. And Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I've been on these post shows where something magnificent happened with the women where they had a really great match and everybody's on here like, oh, my God. And so, yeah, you know, I know that if they do go out there and they do have that people want to talk about it and people are interested.
1: And you just see what how it is consistently online after every AEW show. It's always the same thing. We want more women wrestling. We want more of this. This isn't enough. Why is there only one segment when they have all these shows? So the people want it. And yeah, exactly like you said. When there's a great women's wrestling moment, everybody's excited about it. We want more. We crave it. Like everybody just wants these moments. And it's apparent when it doesn't. When they don't get enough. They're vocal about it. It's like every time they're like, why was there only this? There's numbers. People are adding up segments and all this. So I think it's something that people want. Thank God we can't con- continuously every single week talk about this they have to do something about it I, this know, I can't come up
0: just copy and paste everything we said <laughs> right. today next week so next that week. I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna clip this part out and the next time we get this question I'm like here bam, on all of play. our
1: anytime we talk about AEW though Denise it's not just this show on Grapsity. we talk about it like anytime that AEW comes up people are like well what about the women's division they gotta do something
0: yeah yeah you know so i was i'm trying to remember what was the last show that i was at. It wasn't forbidden door what did i go to before that
1: uh double or nothing
0: no it wasn't double or nothing either what fucking show was i at i went to a yeah. show an AEW Show. showed i'm blanking right now on what it was that i was oh. there for what i was doing um it wasn't forbidden door it might have been was a collision i forgot what i was there for whatever Ooh. but i you know sometimes you overhear People's conversations and sometimes I like to hear people's conversations right when I'm just sitting there and I like to hear what people say because there's different types of fans and there was a guy and a girl behind me at this show. And from the sounds of it, the guy was, you know, more of a fan than the girl was. The girl was just kind of there. It seemed like she kind of went as a buddy thing. Mm-hmm. And they were having conversations. And one of the things that I recall the guy telling this girl was, oh, yeah, they women's division. Uh, They don't really care about it, so they don't actually really do anything with it, which really sucks. And I remember hearing him telling her this, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, we got a male viewer right now who's a big fan and obviously wants to see something with the women telling his female friend, there's nothing for you on this show.
1: That's crazy. And I was yeah. just
0: sitting there kind of like listening, being a little bit of a chismosa. But yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking like, damn, like that, that kind of sucks. Like, you don't think about it, it. But there are you know, you think that everybody who's going to the shows that are fans know some people just go with friends that are casuals because, you know, they just need someone to go with with the show. And mm. I knew that she was a casual because he was explaining and telling her about all of these people uh, throughout the entire show. So anyways. Man, LaRon, you really got your super chats worth right there. Uh, Magnum Wade says, kalashes are essentially a yeast bun with a feeling, filling, usually sausage. It's based on Czech food and pretty popular here in Texas. Try budine ones. Okay, thank you so much, Magnum Wade. Sounds good. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven says, MJF doing the Cody Rhodes angry power walk made me alo-al.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, M-Def's boy. Silly. Yes, boy says, Are we watching Barbie this weekend? I don't know if I'm watching it this weekend, but I do want to watch Barbie. Reg, you watch Barbie? Fun.
1: I saw the trailer earlier on TV, and I was like, that looks funny. And people have been talking about it, people that have shown clips. I'm like, I don't know. I wouldn't go to theaters and watch it because I don't go to the movie theaters, but I would watch it if it was on.
0: Okay, okay. Jake Salazar says, like I said on Grabsody, if Punk is turning heel, you bet your whole house FTR turning heel with him.
1: Oh, true. They are telling that story. They are starting to tell that story, maybe.
0: Jake also says you could have put Luke Perry's son on Rampage where he belongs. We'll talk about him in just a second. And Leron sends in another super chat saying, do you think they did a better job featuring the women That's do you think if they did a better job featuring the women that someone like Mercedes Monet would have signed there instead of New Japan Pro Wrestling? It's a great. Well, here's the thing. Mercedes has said this multiple times. It was her dream. Yeah. It was her dream to be yeah, with New Japan.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think the st- like that was gonna happen regardless of what happened at AEW. Like she was gonna go and do this, live out these dreams, have these dream matches, and kind of tell a different story getting out of WWE. That was gonna happen regardless if Tony Khan had all the money in the world. Like she was going to New Japan. So I don't think it's I don't think it was either or. I think she's trying to be everywhere she is. Again, it's really just this injury thing that's plaguing this whole thing. A totally different story could have been being told if she didn't hurt her ankle against Willow in Long Beach.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Reg, if you're Mercedes Monet and Mm. you have an opportunity right now, let's just say right now, let's, let's just forget that the injury, let's say the injury was not a situation right now. You had the chance to sign with AEW. Would you, how would you see it? Would you see it as in... Would you see it as like, oh, well, they're not going to do anything with the women, so maybe I'm just going to go there and waste my time? Or do you see it as an opportunity to change the direction of the women's division?
1: Yeah, that's why I'm saying this, because this is Mercedes Monet. If she came in, then that person that we're talking about, the one that we're like, Who's the one woman that's the face of this brand? That's the face of the brand. Like immediately, she's the number one woman on the roster. Immediately, she's everything about this roster. You start building it off of that. So I think like her presence is what is needed over here, is why I think eventually she's going to be an AEW. It's really just a stupid injury
0: right way. exactly so I do see it the exact same way in terms yeah. of if you were to have Mercedes Monet I can see it being a game changer for the division her being right. like you mentioned the face of the division and it's like so she would have
1: had a match on this show tonight like if oh, she was yeah. there in the garden a part of because like you, you would know be what I mean
0: pissed. if you were yeah. a fan if you knew she was on the show if you knew she was on the roster and you didn't get to see Mercedes I would be mm-hmm. pissed I'd be like oh, I right. want to see Mercedes what the hell you right. know like so, they would have
1: started the show with a big Mercedes match for sure
0: Exactly. So I do think that somebody like a Mercedes Monet would be needed uh, in AW and then that would help the entire division and then, you know, build more people too. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden you don't got a Mercedes Monet anymore. Well, it's okay because we got Britt Baker. We got whoever else. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and press on from here. We kind of went off on a tangent with all of the women's stuff. But uh, let's talk about a match that we got for the FTW Championship. And this was Hook versus Jungle Boy. And before this match actually started, there was a video shown where Jungle Boy buried – This is going to be so complicated. (laughs) It's going to be hard. (laughs) Jack Perry buries Jungle Boy. I'm so used to freaking calling him Jungle Boy. Uh, It's going to be the death of me right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jack Perry kills off Jungle Boy. And he comes out. It's got the brand new uh, theme song. And I know it's a very famous uh, song. Mm -hmm. Do you know the name of it, though?
1: Beethoven's...
0: Is that the one? Okay. Is that the one? uh, Yeah, yeah. You hear it in all the movies. A million commercials. Like if you...
1: You've definitely heard this song before. It wasn't like a big, what song is that? It's like, you've seen Everyone's it in cartoons. It. Like I said on Twitter that it was a Bug Thank Bunny you. song. It is like, yeah. I said on Twitter that it was a Bug Bunny song. Cause I remember hearing this, like on a Bugs Bunny cartoon back in the day. Like this is one of those songs.
0: I've heard it in so many places that mm-hmm. I just like, I, we, everybody knows the song. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know. I, was, I know it's some famous orchestra song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right so that's the new song how are we feeling him coming out to beethoven's fifth
1: um i don't know right yeah i guess like
0: out to that kind of music yeah
1: yeah it's kind of a pretentious theme song like you feel like oh what what are you coming out to this song for jack like it does add a little extra element he has a leather pants on now he's got his facial hair done up he's got his slick back ponytail so it does kind of add i was thinking that maybe he should i think in order to go from the song that he had it was a popular song a big part of his presentation to go to something that's gonna eventually be something that we all hate, like Don Callis' theme. I think it's a perfect way to go.
0: Oh man. So He ends up getting this match. It was, I really loved the energy of this. Oh yeah. Dude, I loved what they did here. So it started Mm -hmm. off pretty hot with hook going right after Jack Perry and getting him with all of these body shots. The crowd got into it right from the beginning. We Mm -hmm. see hook hit a T-bone suplex uh, to Jack Perry off of the apron, which was a pretty great moment. We see jungle boy hit him with a DDT. At one point you think hook is going to get counted out, but he doesn't. You go in there, you see, um, you see a uh, hook hit up a, a bunch of German suplexes on jungle boy at one point, And then he goes for the pin and ends up being a near fall. That was a really big moment there. There was a moment where Jack Perry, uh, when the referee wasn't looking, he kicks uh, hook mm-hmm. right in the balls mm-hmm. and you think it's over here afterwards. Like he hits him with the elbow strike following that. And then it ends up being another near fall. I really thought the match was over at this Bad point. One. But afterwards, we end up getting a ref spot. We end up getting a uh, hook seat. Hook gets a visual pin on Jungle Boy. God damn it, jack perry and then jack <laughs> perry cheats he uses the ftw title yep. he took in the face and that's how he's able to actually win this match and become the new ftw the champion. Pin
1: with the uh the little smirk that jack mm-hmm. had on his face as he's pinning him i oh, love this beautiful yeah i thought that jack was the uh oh, for these last couple of weeks we've been seeing him running we've been seeing him just kind of dodging him he's going to be this like swarmy little heel but the today that he was tonight with the presentation how he presented himself and how he was working as a heel that little smirk at the end i thought was great this is probably the best that i've seen him so far as a heel and on the other side of this i thought hook looked great like he he really took in the moment the crowd was behind him he really felt like i mean because we haven't seen a lot of hook matches recently or at all, and I thought he really looked like he's coming to his own. Like this is like the perfect thing for both of them. Jack coming into his first really big hill thing, and Hook trying to get into something else to latch onto. I thought this was great from both of them.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's so different from what we got previously with the promo yep. that everybody hated and everybody was trashy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. He, he was getting so much shit for that. And then mm. like this was totally different. So what do you yep. do? Do you keep the talk? You keep the, do you keep the promos at a minimum? Or do you keep doing them to keep adding to his heat because they're so not great?
1: I just think you keep doing videos kind of like this, like just give him a controlled environment. We don't need to see him live in front of the crowd with the mic right now. Give him some more of these little backstage things, these vignettes, or he could just kind of act a little bit, show what he's what he's going while he's continuously working on that. And then we hit him with the big in-ring promos when it's time. Right.
0: Right. Steven Mar truly sends in a super chat saying, while I agree Mercedes Monet does more for AEW, her biggest money matches remain in WWE.
1: Hard disagree. Who's in WWE that you want to see her wrestle?
0: She's already had the match against Bianca. She's already, you know, done so much with Charlotte. I mean, there's a lot of people she's already done so much that, with. Be,
1: like everybody, she's already wrestled. Asuka, <laughs> EO, Ailey. like, I don't I don't. What, what, what's going on over there? Yeah, no. Biggest money matches, everything else. She hasn't even scratched the surface of what's
0: going on. Jake Salazar says, uh, Luke Perry's son as a heel very mid.
1: <laughs> I liked it.
0: All right. I did too. I was a fan of this. I think this was the mm-hmm. one thing that they finally got right with Jack Perry. Oh, this is going to kill me. Oh, All right. We got a couple more things to talk about. Actually one more thing left, but before we do uh, just a heads up to everybody. So as Reg mentioned yesterday, I was at the premiere of American nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes, and I was able to get a lot of really cool interviews and I've gotten so much great feedback from those. If you haven't yet, they're up here on the channel for you guys to check out. I spoke to Cody Rhodes, DDP, Brandy Rhodes, Kevin Patrick, Chelsea green, Matt Cardona. And so I, did all those interviews. They're so much fun. Check them out. I think you guys will really enjoy them. There was some really good stuff. And I the Cody Rhodes uh, interview in particular, a lot of people have been saying really great things about it, which has made me feel so much better. So please check it out. Give it some love. It would really mean a whole lot to me if I was able to get um, some good numbers on that interview. So check it out and check all those other ones as well. Um. All right. So we got one more thing to talk about. and It's very brief. It really is uh, the Jericho Don Callis situation. So uh, yeah. one of the things that we didn't mention earlier was after the Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara, MJF, Adam Cole match, there was a portion where Jericho got up cause he had been part of the commentary for that match. And Sammy and Daniel kind of just walk right past up. And then earlier in the night, they had shown footage of Jericho and Don Callis having dinner and Jericho and Don Callis uh, coming in to the arena Together, arriving together. Um, anything else that we haven't already said about this that you want to add based off of what you saw this week?
1: Uh, not really, uh, Jericho. The the I thought I thought it was going to kind of add on to what's happening in the blood and guts match, and it just kind of didn't. I, I, they're trying to tell this story with Jericho, but I just. It's going to be hard for me to get into any kind of Jericho stories moving forward if it, they're not immediately getting to him. If they're going to continuously tell these stories week after week with Don Callis and Slow Walk the Dog, not interested.
0: Did you see his tweet today about Kota Ibushi?
1: I did. I did. Yeah, Jericho, stop, dude. Like, we don't want us. Like, I know that you still think that dream, you have all these dream matches, but you're the only one. Dream, dog, Wake up, as Ryback would say. We don't want to see that. Let these people interact with themselves. Let a bunch of dream matches for Kota Ibushi. But you're like 100th on the list at minimum.
0: I can't believe we just got a quote from Ryback on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Feed me more, baby.
0: All right. Uh, that is pretty much it that we got here for AEW Dynamite. I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Reg and I, thank you so much for being on here, for coming on each and every single week to check out the California Connection. Uh, if you did enjoy the show, tweet us, let us know. We want to hear your thoughts. If there was something that we missed, please let us know uh, or anything that you wanted us to touch on. Please mention it. We love to hear your guys' thoughts. And then I will be back here on uh, Friday for a SmackDown post show. And then I will also be here this Saturday to talk about AEW collision. Uh, Last week's AEW collision did really good numbers here on the post show. Uh, Obviously it was a special show, but I'll keep it going, man. I'll keep it going unless I have plans on a Saturday. I I don't know how to explain this Reg, but for me and my collision shows, it's like if something really amazing comes up, I'm going to go do that. But if not, then I'll be here talking about collision. (laughs)
1: That makes sense. They they should know that they're always busy and she needs to, uh, her schedule needs to be kind of open on a Saturday night. Cause anything could come in in the email of her needing to get out and get down and get on an airplane. But so there too, for the day she's not flying away.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's definitely true. Uh, Jake Salazar says Jericho is washed. Like wake up, dude. It's not feeding time for you anymore. Oh, this breaks my heart. This breaks my heart guys. It really does. <sighs> Sorry. Thumbs me out. But that is our show. I want to thank everybody here for tuning in. And again, again, I'll be here on Friday for SmackDown and then Saturday for Collision. Do not forget to check out those interviews. Reg, where can people find you, support you, all that good stuff?
1: Uh, you can find me every Saturday, at EPOC. Lindsay, uh, tomorrow I'll be on the Ring of Honor post show with Kate and Ask Graf City is on Thursdays, uh, potentially going to be on the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor uh, post show also, or I probably will at some point because I cover Ring of Honor on the Fightful Network, so uh, that's the thing that's coming up uh, every Wednesday, I'm on with Mike for Indeed, you can find me on Twitter, you can hear my songs on Fight Forever, we live.
0: Awesome. All righty. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everyone.
1: Peace.